Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Isaiah 63, and before we start, why don't we begin with prayer. Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the many blessings you bestowed on us. I thank you that today, as I record this, I record it in the afternoon, and it's been a great day. It's been a day of fellowship, friendship with people, getting to know people I didn't know, and having a great time on the water, and uh, really just getting a chance to, to meet others. And I just thank you, Father, for the opportunity to to be a light to them, if I was. I don't know. I, uh, I tried, but at the same time, I don't know if I succeeded. But Lord, I just pray that you would work in their lives and that you would touch their hearts and that you'd be honored and glorified. And I pray that as we come into this reading, I pray that you would open our minds, our hearts, our spirits, and that we would be touched by you that you would help us to understand what each one of us needs to take away. And I pray that you'd be honored and glorified. I pray that our understanding of you would be magnified and and intensified and that our relationship, most importantly, would be built up, strengthened, and that you'd be the center of it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today in 63, it's kind of a duality of a script of a chapter you have vengeance and redemption and then you have praise and and prayer and so you go from god's pissed he's angry and he's uh basically destroying destroying lands and people and then it goes to the redemption of people and then praise so it's a full circle. God's mad, wrath, and then redemption, and then praise. So why don't we get started? Who is this coming from Edom, from Bozrah, with his garment stained crimson? Who is this robed in splendor, striding forward in the greatness of his, of his strength? It is I proclaiming victory, mighty to save. Why are your garments red, like those of one treading a winepress? That's quite a visual. I have trodden the winepress alone. From the nations, no one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath. Their blood spattered my garments, and I stained all my clothing. It was for me the day of vengeance, the year of me, for me to redeem, had come. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was appalled that no one gave support. So my own arm achieved salvation for me and my own wrath sustained me. I trampled nations in my anger. In my wrath, I made them drunk and poured their blood on the ground. So God was pretty unhappy that no one stood with him. And I'm assuming this is the end times and that he's unhappy with the world and that's when his vengeance will come down. Verse 7, praise and prayer. I will, I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all the, their distress, he too was distressed, 
and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Could you imagine having God fight against you? I mean, I get upset when my kids are mad at me. I can't imagine what it would be like with God fighting against me. That would just be (laughs) unbelievable. Again, the creator of the world fighting against you. Not a contest you can win. Then his people recalled the days of old, the days of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who set the, his Holy Spirit among them? It's interesting to me because the Holy Spirit is, is discussed in the Old Testament along with the New Testament. It talks about the Holy Spirit being delivered onto the people in the New Testament and Pentecost. And yet here we have his God's Holy Spirit was already uh, demonstrating his or demonstrating his presence throughout the history of Israel. <clears throat> who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses's right hand? Who divided the waters before them to gain for himself everlasting renown? Who led them through the depths like a horse in open country? They did not stumble, stumble like cattle. They go down to the plain. They were given rest by the spirit of the Lord. This is how you guided your people to make for yourself a glorious name. Look down from heaven and see, from your lofty throne, holy and glorious. Where are your zeal and your might? Your tenderness and compassion are withheld from us. But you are our father, though Abraham does not know us or Israel acknowledge us. You, Lord, are our father, our redeemer, from of old is your name. So it's interesting because... Abraham doesn't know them, and but God does. He's our father. So it, even though this is a scripture or a chapter about Israel, the reality is this could also be about you and me. And uh, I really, again, I just keep trying to see how the Gentiles, how you and I, unless you're Jewish, um, listening to this, um, how you and I, we're thought of throughout time. We we're part of his chosen people. It's we've been planned for forever. Not just like as a, Oh damn, what about them? We've, we've been considered and part of his, his plan from the beginning of time. Why Lord, do you make us wander from your ways and harden our hearts? So we do not revere you return for the sake of your servants, the tribes that are your inheritance For a little while your people possessed your holy place, but now our enemies have trampled down your sanctuary. We are yours from of old, but you have not ruled over them. They have not been called by your name. So it's an interesting, to me, it is chapter. It has praise and prayer. It has kind of calling out God. Why do you harden our hearts? That's kind of kind of a uh, bold but interesting because God does say I'll harden their hearts at times so 
And then it's, there's also the part of God's mad and his vengeance is, is shown. But the great part is where there's vengeance, there's redemption. So Isaiah is a great book. So many chapters that have so many different parts of that, that just are the foundation of our beliefs and our, our, our religion. I hate saying that, calling it a religion. But it really is, Isaiah has so many foundational elements. It's even to the point where I started looking at different commentaries and whatnot on doing a 7 or 14 day read about Jesus. And, you know, that we could go through and cover off on about his life, his death, and resurrection and do it for 14 days before Easter. Well, the very first book that they start start with is Isaiah, where it's the prophecy foretelling of his his birth. So Isaiah is incredible. It's a great book. And there's an interesting, another interesting piece that I was just talking to a friend of mine, and he gave his testimony at for his church. They, they put together a video. And I'm going to see about getting that, his testimony as one of our days of reading or just one of our days. And, uh, it's how he was successful, failed, came back to God to be, but doing it on his own, then fails. It was successful, but then was failed again. And it's really just, and then how he just finally was on his knees, (laughs) scraping grease from grills. Um, and went to the Lord humbly and surrendered everything. And it really hit me because the other day we were chatting and I was saying that, you know, I'd been praying to God saying, Hey, how do I, what, what else do I need to do to be a good son, to be a good Christian? And he's like, quit building a theology for yourself and rest in me. And it was a very similar message that my friend Tony had. And it's rest in God and let him do it. Let him build us and repair us. And as we go on this journey, it's the surrendering of control that is very hard for me. And I just pray that I would be able to truly rest in his arms and allow him to manage me and to change me for the better into what he wants me to be. So with that, I'm just going to go and close this with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Again, you've been very kind and generous. I'm grateful for all you've done. I just pray that our hearts and our minds would be open to you each and every day, that we would rest in your arms, that we would love you with our whole heart, mind, and soul, that we would love our neighbors as ourselves, And I just pray for our nation. I pray that Joe Biden would make the right decisions. I pray his cabinet would give him good advice. And I just pray for your spirit to dwell amongst them. That your spirit would walk amongst them, touch them. Touch them on the head, on the mind, on the heart. And help them make good decisions for this nation. And I just pray for our nation that we would revival towards you and back to you. 
that we would all pray for our leaders and that you would be honored and glorified and that we would move back to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Have a wonderful day.